Do your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hey, hey, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are your source for common sense conservative values. So great to start another busy week with you, a holiday week. And I hope whatever you're doing that you don't get too stressed out or bogged down by the pressure of it all. And you get to enjoy what really matters. So much that matters. We are so blessed. We are so fortunate. And I know that every single day that I'm privileged to sit here in front of this microphone and talk to you. So, so great to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got all sorts of great stories to talk about today. Not overloaded with audio sound bites, but I think some really juicy and thoughtful stories for us to chew through. And I welcome you to do that. Again, remember, we have an app, Wendy Bell Radio Network. We have a podcast. Wendy Bell Radio, 883 reviews so far from you guys. I love it. Thank you so much. Join us. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Well, we had a big dance over the weekend. My three youngest sons in our high school were all asked to the sister school, sister all-girls Catholic school, to their homecoming or whatever the dance particularly was. Was it a winter social? I have no idea. Boys are very funny. See, girls will go out, right? They'll get a new dress, new shoes, nails done, hair, all of it. My boys, when they had to leave at 6 o'clock, started thinking about 525 what they were going to be wearing. (laughs) One of my sons, who's grown quite a bit since he's put on his suit, had, I think, maybe two inches, three inches above his shoes. (laughs) His pants stopped. I'm like, it's a super duper look. (laughs) The other, I had to trim his hair real quick because it was all over the place. It was hilarious. They're great. But it was fun watching, particularly with three boys. My husband, Joe, took one of the boys somewhere. Another one got picked up by his date, and then I went with our older son, a senior, to a local house where his friend group was gathering. Friend groups, ladies and gentlemen. We have friend groups, and I am so grateful for this friend group. It's like eight boys and eight girls. They're all very close. They all invite each other to each other's dances. They go in mass. They have fun. And they don't stress out about stupid stuff. Nobody's worried too much about their dress. Nobody's too worried about anything. It is a lovely thing to watch. 
and the parents could not be nicer. So we gathered in this house. Wine was passed around to the adults. There was a crackling fireplace. House was beautifully decorated for Christmas. The kids were happy. It, it was lovely. And the reason why this resonates with me today is because there's a story we stumbled upon early this morning, well before I hope you guys woke up, that I think really is indicative of so much of where we are in this country. Here it is. New York Post. Gen Z suffers from menu anxiety when dining out with many too scared to order their own meals. Ladies and gentlemen, what what the hell is going on in this country? Gen Z. What is that? 1996 until 2010. All of my children fit in this category. Mercifully, I've never seen anybody really have to, you know, worry about how to place an order. But 86% of, of 2,000 people polled say yes. They have, they have pro- problems sitting down at a restaurant and finding an item on the menu that they want to order. And then beyond that... There's an extra one third of those people who say they can't even talk to the server who's taking their menu. You know why we're in this situation? This generation, particularly the younger group of it, grew up with freaking cell phones in their hands. They grew up with social media at the touch of a button. And I will say the only thing that I've probably done well as a parent is make my children wait until high school to get phones. I think that saved them from this ridiculous victim stress, anxiety, apprehension, like weird psychological world. This young generation is growing is growing up with people who can't speak out or ever have an opinion that's not with the mainstream opinion for fear of being canceled, losing their friends, or getting disliked on social media or whatever. I don't know about you guys, but when you were 16, 17, we had different things that we did. I had a job. How about you guys? You have a job? You have a paper route? I worked at Foot Locker and I worked at a frozen yogurt store. They sucked. The job sucked sucked they suck for a reason so you're not there all the time you're like i've got to get out of here and do something else with my life you know what this something else this generation z is doing it's saying that that they're victims that they're so stressed out they're so anxious they need these safe spaces don't use the wrong words did you look at me weird i might melt down i have a therapist yeah well i have i have adderall i've been diagnosed to be on the spectrum what This is all purposeful. It's purposeful and it's scary as nuts, particularly if you don't have skin in the game, but you're watching from a a distance as this crazy Pramila Jayapal, excuse me, Ayanna Presley wants to give 16 year olds the ability to vote for president of the United States of America when a third of them can't even talk to a, a waitress at a restaurant. And this is the system. This is intentional. This is why the standards have been watered down at school. This is why they're trying to erase the SAT and any kind of benchmarks of ability. This is why they want to remove the idea of what has long been the meritocracy here. And instead of we the people earning 
through hard work, through sacrifice, through dedication and commitment, proving our value and climbing the ladder. We want to do something completely idiotic and, and choose winners and losers based on what? What you look like? Who you love? If anybody right now? And we scratch our heads and say, what is going on? We live in a world, ladies and gentlemen, where in our community, there's the Sheets gas station chain where you can make to order anything you want to eat. Go to a touchscreen, add all of the extra things, boom, pay with a, a credit card. They call your number, you say thank you, and you go. There's no communicating with anybody. There's no, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Go by a bus stop, ladies and gentlemen. Go by a bus stop near any college community. I live by one, Carnegie Mellon University. Nobody talks to each other. Nobody makes eye contact. Everybody's got AirPods or those stupid headsets on. And they're all buried in their phone. If a car came out of, out of nowhere and, and jumped the curb, they'd all get hit because nobody's paying attention. And so here we are with open borders, rampant drugs, a disenchanted and disenfranchised by their own doing, Generation Z. And we're looking at each other saying, what's going to happen to our world when you and I stop working? Who's going to be there to carry the baton? Who's going to be there to know the history of this great nation? Who's going to be there to push America forward to make sure it is protected, that it is admired, that it is cherished, and that it is loved beyond measure? Can we expect a bunch of self-absorbent, narcissistic, and highly insecure young people? Can we depend on that? These are very difficult times. And each of us has a role to play, at least in our little genetic zip code of it. 86%. What are we doing? That's going to be a prevailing question today. What are we doing? What's the real reason the Democrats are so desperate to keep the borders open? What's the real reason Claudine Gay kept her job? What's the real reason anti-Semitism is rampant, not just on campuses, but all over? This ugly, disgusting bias that is bubbling from every crevice and crack of social media and education into politics. The bigger question is, how do we get things straight again? How do we get back on track again? Well, you got to, of course, identify the issues. And we've got several of those coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I want to specifically start with something interesting from the New York Times. Hunter Biden last week failing to comply with a con congressional subpoena faces contempt of Congress charges now. But the New York Times proving that the media still will do whatever it takes to run interference for the Democrats to run cover for the Biden crime family syndicate. And it all boils down to one act and one word. And it is so important. Don't miss it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I, I have to read this to you. New York Post, 
About 86% of Gen Z adults aged 18 to 24 admitted that they have suffered from menu anxiety when dining in restaurants. <laughs> Some of these young adults, 34%, reported feeling so anxious they wind up asking other people at the table to speak to waiters on their behalf. These are children or young people, which is surprising. These aren't the ones who grew up in the restaurant with big Beats headsets on, watching a video. I'm outraged when I walk in and I see parents babysitting their children with electronics. If you can't sit together as a family and have a conversation over a meal, which is one of the most significant, relevant bonding experiences of a family, you're screwed. We're screwed. This is what we are. These are the parents who hand their one-year-old in the buggy on the way to the, you know, in the grocery section or in the grocery store. They hand them a cell phone so that they can pay attention. Look around. Look out the window when we're driving. See the beautiful landscape of America. Look at what you're missing as you're worried about what everybody else is doing and then comparing yourself because here's a news flash. Gen Z, you will never compete with people who lie about who they are. So stop trying. That was very sage. I know some every now and again. Right. How about this article? I want to see. I want to say this to you because it's so ridiculous. This Hunter Biden thing. Everybody knows what's going on. All right. Whether you believe Joe Biden is a criminal, whether you believe Joe Biden got money from his family or not. Hunter not obliging by and appearing in front of the House Oversight Committee last week, this subpoena. Right. They're in a really bad jam right now because Merrick Garland is going to be forced to prove He's either going to give Hunter Biden the Steve Bannon treatment and hold him in contempt, or we're going to see again, yet again, the preferential treatment injustice. There are two tiers. I would imagine there are many more than that. This is interesting, though. New York Times forced to issue correction after Hunter Biden story backlash. Now, we were very specific with you last week. We chose very specific and do very specific audio sound bites that we believe are interesting for you to hear that will better inform you so that you can make the best decisions for you and your family. We tell you where we get them. We invite you to double check us. It's as simple as that. Well, people will people were double checking the New York Times and for good cause. This is why the New York Times had to, had to issue a correction. Don't change a direct soundbite in order to run interference for the Democrats, the Marxists, the socialists, the communists, whomever. Don't do it. Well, New York Times did. New York Times has made a correction to an article about Hunter Biden after an outcry emerged at the initial published version. The article is now tagged. With a correction, the Times said was made Wednesday, the same day as its publication, quote, an earlier version of this article misquoted Hunter Biden. He said, quote, my father was not financially involved in my business, not my father was not involved in my business. The correction read. 
The full quote now reads, let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. Not as an artist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Woo. You need to laugh every now and again. Now, the significance of that one word, why would you leave that out? Well, you know why they would leave that out. It's the evolution of I've never talked to my son, never once. <laughs> and it's changed. And that's why I told you, Phil Mattingly, the guy from CNN who called out Ian Sams, the spokes geek for the administration, on all of this. He said, it seems like you're constantly moving the goalposts. This is the evolution of your story. It's I've never spoken to, I haven't been involved with, I've not made money from, I've not been financially involved. That is quite an odd evolution. And the New York Times helped tow that line. The significance of that one word noted by Republican Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, who chairs House Judiciary and a member of the House Oversight Committee. He said the use of the word financially was a, quote, huge change compared to previous statements made by President Biden in the White House, which means this is a direct quote, sort of means he's involved. I think that's how anyone with common sense would read it. Well, Therein lies our great conundrum as a country. If you have common sense, if you see very clearly what's going on, if you admit you're no rocket scientist, but you've been alive for a long time, you know garbage and can smell it when it's near you. And this reeks. Reeks. Meantime, all is is running around on Capitol Hill. There is a new, desperate, maybe not new, but desperate push about the border. There's a desperate claim now from Democrat congressmen and women that because you and I and Republican staffers and whatnot on Capitol Hill say without equivocation, the border must be closed. This madness must end. We cannot accommodate more people. This is what they want, of course. This is Cloward Piven, if you guys have followed that. I'll talk about it after the break. They need this. They need the system overloaded. They needed chaos. They need the financial ruin. They need everybody up in arms. They need crime to soar in order to turn us into a socialist hellscape. And we're well on our way. But we're going to play some sound because these folks tell you that because you want safety, you are racist. It's almost such a joke, and it's predictable. Do not go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up next, Trump's lead grows bigger than it was. I love it because they hate it. Next. I was having breakfast with a friend on Saturday, and he was telling me this is one of the worst years he's ever had in his small business. I don't think his business is small. He does very well absolutely getting punished in this economy right now. And this is the first time I think he's probably been nervous in a long time. Having to cut people, 
people who've been a part of his work family for years simply do not have the money because Americans simply do not have the money because that is the point. The point is to break you. The point of all of this is to cause so much unrest, to bring in millions of people who don't belong here, to overrun our everything, to break the social welfare system so that the government can swoop in on its white horse with the flag of mercy and make everything better. It is the Democrat way. It's the Cloward Piven way. Those are the 1960s husband, wife, sociologists. They weren't so, they were freaks. All right. Total freaks. And they talked about basically destroying America, destroying the capitalist way, inverting everything that is right and making it wrong by opening the border and flooding the country with migrants. And then all of the money of the social welfare system goes to them. Poor people in this country become more poor. The middle out means the middle class is literally. Pockets are open. All of the money has been taken. Your taxes are out of control. Redistribute to the people who ought not be here. It's basic. It is textbook. And more people like my friend who's a business owner... Say what you will about politics. Policy is what matters. And the policies of conservatism are demonstrably and historically far superior to anything any other party wants to usher in. Facts. You're witnessing it in real time. And this Gen Z class of sniveling people who can't possibly order who have FOMO, fear of missing out. It's an actual thing where people can't commit to doing something because they're worried if they say yes to this, they're going to miss out on a great opportunity over here. And so they become paralyzed and consumed in their own whatever. Do you remember when, when the good old days were here and all you had to do was like get the kids ready for school, tell them to be safe, go to work, do your job, come home, make dinner, spend time together, Right? Maybe squirrel away cash for a vacation. That was that was the big deal. Now, now we have to worry about all this other jazz. No wonder Trump is surging. This has got to be so maddening for these people. This is all Barack Obama's fault, by the way. The guy who spent exactly 1,414 days as a United States senator. That's how long he was there. Two and a half years. 33 and a half, whatever it was. 1,414, I was the nerd who calculated. This was the guy on whose shoulders everything was going to be utopian. It was going to be fantastic. It has been a crap storm, save for the four years that Donald Trump was president, ever since. This third term of Barack Obama, and he wants a fourth, to seal the deal. Don't doubt me. Fox News poll Trump's lead in GOP primary widens. The voters are split over whether impeachment of Biden is legitimate or bogus. You know, I just don't get that vibe from the Republicans in Congress. I just don't get the conniving uh, alternative agenda vibe from conservatives to a frustrating degree. 
I envision Democrats scheming and plotting. They are years ahead. They know where they want to be. They know who they want to destroy. They know how that works, how they need to leak information to the media, how they need the New York Times to omit keywords, right? How they need to infiltrate all of the social media companies to ensure that you and I can only speak about the prescribed and approved concepts. Don't don't deviate. You go into Facebook jail, you get a, you'll get a slap on the wrist with, with X. This is why Trump, obviously, among many reasons, is doing well. Former President Donald Trump keeps gaining ground in the Republican presidential nomination contest. Love this. As fewer than one-third of GOP primary voters now back all his key, all of his rivals combined. Let me say that again. As fewer than one-third of GOP primary voters now back all of his rivals combined. This is according to the latest Fox News survey. Trump support, 69% in the primary race. That's up seven points since November. Up seven points from last month. What has Donald Trump done? Well, he's been stretched out in these four ridiculous legal cases against him, which are meant to bog him down, drain his finances, get him completely in this quagmire of suck so that he can't be effective on the campaign trail. And hopefully, if there's a Hail Mary pass to be caught, hopefully one of these cases will involve the completion in the end zone and Donald Trump will be embarrassed, ridiculed, imprisoned, found guilty, whatever. And that will hopefully turn people off. It's not working. Miscalculation, folks. Ron DeSantis receives 12% support, down one point since November. Again, Trump at 69. DeSantis at 12. What are we doing? What are we doing? Nikki Haley gets 9%. She's down one. Vivek Ramaswamy, he's at five, minus two. Chris Christie still sucks at 2%. He's down one. And Asa Hutchinson holding steady at 1%. Come on, Asa. When asked their second choice, the top picks among Trump supporters are DeSantis at 50%, Ramaswamy at 20%, and Nikki Haley at 14%. What does that tell you? Conservative MAGA Republicans, people who like the policies of Donald Trump, who remember those four years, who want those years back, don't trust Nikki Haley. They would rather have Vivek Ramaswamy. They would rather have Ron DeSantis than Nikki Haley. Watch the mainstream desperately push Nikki Haley is some sort of a compromise. That's not a compromise, friends. That is admitting defeat, period. In hypothetical general election matchups against President Joe Biden, Haley apparently is ahead by six points. Trump is up by four. Neither advantage is statistically significant, it indicates. DeSantis and Biden tie. As recently as August, Biden was narrowly ahead of all three. In the head-to-head against Haley, 83% of 2020 Biden voters stick with him, but 14% switch to her. 
in a matchup against Trump, just 5% of Biden's 2020 voters defect. These are interesting factoids, but it's not going to be Nikki Haley. It's not going to be Ron DeSantis, barring anything. God willing, Trump goes all the way. When third-party candidates are included, Trump's edge over the president remains four points, Biden getting 37 to Trump's 41. Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr. gets 14%. Jill Stein, three, Cornell West, two. That's mostly unchanged. Equal numbers of voters plan to participate, blah, blah, blah. This is interesting, though. View on congressional GOP pushing impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden. The number of Democrats, 80 percent, say what GOP, what the GOP in the House is doing is bogus. It's matched by an equal share of Republicans who think it's legitimate. So 80 percent of Democrats polled say, you know what, this is stupid. Why are they going after Joe Biden? He's fine. He didn't do anything right. 80 percent, 81 percent of Republicans think absolutely take these people down. You know, I want to bring you to this. One of the reasons why, and I don't think I need to explain it to you any more than this, why we go back to wanting Donald Trump, not just to get rid of all of this nonsense, all of this social justice, identity politics, all this garbage of suck that doesn't help your bottom line, that doesn't reduce your taxes, that doesn't educate your children more effectively, right? How about this? Gateway Pundit headline, Biden's America. Homelessness in the United States hits an historic high. And who do you think is homeless more now? This is wild. There are now, and I did some digging, 70,650 new homeless Americans. That is the population of the town of Napa, California. 70,000 people have lost stability in housing. In addition to the record number of illegal border crossers, Joe Biden can now take credit for another historic first. Homelessness is now more rampant than it has been ever since the government started keeping track. And the numbers are the thing that are is so hurtful. Black people made up 13% of the U.S. population this year. They make up 21% of the population living in poverty. They make up 37% of all people experiencing homelessness and 50% of homeless people in families with children. You want to tell me that black voters think Joe Biden is good for them? How about this? Asian and Asian American people had the largest percentage increase in homelessness, up 40% from 2020. 40%! Hispanic and Latino people saw the largest numerical increase, up 28% from 2022. 179,000 Hispanics in our country, now, under Joe Biden, have no place to call home. Can you imagine that? And these people on the left want you to believe that Joe Biden has a lock. 
some of these polls suggest, no, 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 what you're seeing is wrong. People like what Joe Biden is doing. It's working. Are you out of your mind? Isn't having shelter part of human dignity? Not in Joe Biden's America. Quick time out. By the way, if you wanted to live in your car, good luck with that, because I've got another stat of Bidenomics of suck to drop on you. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. U.S. homelessness up 12 percent, the highest level since reporting began in 2007. But remain calm. All is well, they say. Nobody ever has the stones to take credit to. I just love one person to say it honestly. Look, we suck and we want America to suck. So we want to destroy it. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to make everybody broke. We're going to make everything chaotic and dangerous. Um, We're going to make everybody grumpy. We're going to take your money. We're going to redistribute it. And then you're going to get what we give you and you're going to like it. Who's on board? Oh, can't wait. Cannot wait. How about this, though? It's tragic. The number of people who've lost their cars lost their cars because of this. You can't even sleep in your car anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Repos. How many people have lost their homes? So let's get into this quickly. I want to get to this is very interesting. This article I read. Open border catastrophe is the Cloward Piven plan to destroy America that I learned at Columbia University alongside my classmate, Barack Obama. Who's writing this? Wayne Allen Root. How about this? The open border disaster is not a Johnny come lately story. It is a plan that was created many decades ago by leftist radicals Intent on destroying America. I should know, he writes. I was there. I am a witness. I am a blue-collar SOB, son of a butcher. From the wrong side of the tracks, a poor, majority black town on the Bronx borderline. I attended almost all-black middle school and high school in Mount Vernon, New York. After I graduated valedictorian, I was accepted at prestigious Ivy League Columbia University. What I found there... Shocked me to the core. Columbia University was filled with a spoiled brat, lucky sperm club, privileged white kids who were obsessed with hatred for America. These radical nutjobs bragged about being communists and Marxists. They bragged about their hatred of white people, even though they were white themselves. They bragged about hating rich people, even though they were from rich families themselves. This was one gigantic guilt trip. My classmates hated themselves, their country, their parents, their wealth, and most of all, their whiteness. Now, if we stop there, how accurate is that to today? A hundred percent. He continues, they talked all day long about their plans to bring America down, to destroy the economy, bankrupt white businessmen, and create equality and fairness by turning America into a socialist, Marxist, communist country. It's important to note that one of my classmates of Columbia was Barack Obama. My classmate Barack Obama and I graduated on the same day in the spring of 1983. This very month is the 40th anniversary of our Columbia graduation. This is when he was writing this. 
These Columbia University radicals and traitors had a plan named Cloward Piven. It was named after two Columbia University professors, the husband and wife team of Richard Cloward and Francis Fox Piven. The plan was actually simple. Get everyone possible in America on welfare, on food stamps, and a hundred other government welfare programs. Get so many on the government dole that the economy is overwhelmed, destroyed, and collapses under the weight of the exploding national debt. Basically, America goes bankrupt. At this point, Americans would be in so much pain and so frightened that they would beg the government to save them. And that is how they would, quote, fundamentally change America forever. Remember those words? They came out of the mouth of Barack Obama. He learned those words and this plan at Columbia. Because of the collapse of the economy and society, Cloward and Piven believed America would be ready for socialism, bailouts, a permanent welfare state, and a monthly universal income check. All things we've spoken of. The goal? Equality, equity, social justice. Recognize those words. Everyone would be on the same, in the same boat, dependent on Big Brother for survival. Look around. It's happening right now. Except Cloward Piven has been updated. It's now 100% about the border. If you can get everybody in America on welfare to explode the debt, overwhelm the economy and collapse the country, open the border and invite the whole world in. The whole world. It's filled with terrible, miserable poverty that Americans can't even imagine it. The poor in America are rich compared to the rest of the world. And that is why the whole world is coming. They know the border is open. The whole of Africa, the whole Middle East, China, sending millions of military-age males. Haiti, Latin America, prisons are being emptied. An invasion of America is underway. If you were poor, if you were starving, if you had nothing, if you were a criminal, if you were sick, if you were pregnant, if you had 10 kids, if you were a child with no future, wouldn't you come to America? Everyone is coming, trust me. They know it's open. They know they'll get free money, all kinds of welfare checks, cell phones, plane tickets, wherever they want to go, free legal help, free school, free medical. Wouldn't you come too? What if 100 million come? What if a billion come? They will tip us into mass poverty, crisis, anarchy, and a crime wave you can't even imagine. They will bring disease. The school, schools and health care will collapse. The national debt will explode. The budget will be overwhelmed and the economy will collapse. This is Cloward Piven, updated for 2023. It's all happened because Democrats rigged and stole a presidential election. And then they banned even the mention of rigged and stolen elections with the full cooperation of mainstream media. This is the Cloward Piven plan that I learned at Columbia. And the man carrying it all out to perfection is the real president of the United States, Barack Obama. He's back for his third term, once a fourth with Michelle, perhaps even in 2024. This would be the official end of America, he says. Crazy or completely 100% what we are watching. Do not go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Making America safe again means you're racist. Oh, wait for it. It's going to get fun. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.